It's because they were city of fish slappers. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by the always awesome and lovely, and uh, I'll say super handsome, uh, <laughs> uh, Sam Norman. Sam, how are you doing today, bud? Hi, Chris. Very well, thank you. Same back to you. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. My, my, my good lad of a cousin just called me handsome, and my wife does as well, and so does my mother, so in your face, people who say otherwise, that's three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Sam, my good man, uh, how you been? It's been a while since you've, uh, been on. You've had a bit of a busy summer. You've also submitted a piece and along with another one coming shortly for, uh, the 2099 one cross street. So thank you for that and joining up with the team. How you doing, bud? Yeah, very well. Thank you. As you said, yeah, busy summer, um, been, uh, traveling around quite a lot, working quite a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, keeping on top of things just about and, uh, ready to get back to college and get back to routine. So yeah, it's good. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, sorry, I've been, uh, I've been good. Um, so my amazing wife and I, uh, Jill recently got to have a staycation. Uh, we didn't go anywhere. We stayed at home and it was wonderful. We watched a lot, a lot, a lot of Parks and Rec, which is a lot oh, funnier than I ever thought it was. I guess I only saw from the first season. I was just like, this is just an Office ripoff, and it makes me want to watch The Office. Whereas we started in the second season, and it, it won me over. It's very funny. Um, we like it a lot. Um, yeah. Other I than remember, that, oh. I remember watching that with your brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> When we uh, came over and visited Canada together, he mm. introduced me to Parks and Recreations. It's a brilliant show. Yeah, he, well, he also doesn't like The Office that much because he hates Michael Scott, so he's wrong. But I'll give him this. I'll give him this. Um, <laughs> shout out, Dave. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Sam, what are we talking about today, my good man? So, we're uh, talking on the uh, the topic of disappointment and uh, slash God having different plans for our lives. So, uh, a big one, not a small, small thing to talk about, really. Yeah, definitely uh, not, not a small topic. Um, and this this idea was kind of inspired by the, uh, the Ask a Pastor series, which I've found has got me thinking about a lot of topics and not just questions for pastors. Again, dear listeners, hope you enjoyed that episode. Hope you enjoyed the next episode of Ask a Pastor. And if you have any questions, uh, please put them in the comments. Or if you're viewing this on the uh, 2099 One Cross Street website, uh, send me an email. Just because we've disabled comments there. There was a lot of spam and it was just a real hassle. Eventually we might have them back on, but... Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So <laughs> if this is on Podbean or Facebook, please hit me up with a comment. If it's on the website, drop me an email. That was a long side tangent. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, dude uh, and okay. listener. Um, yeah, so the, the series has inspired me and got me thinking about other topics. And it's just like, why don't we talk about this? And I think disappointment and... God having different plans for us than we have for ourselves, something that we've all experienced and all felt uh, at points we've probably been like very gung-ho about something, was sure this is what the Lord wanted, and 
had it kind of get shut down, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it happens to all of us. Yeah. And the, the thing with that, though, is that it's not always God saying, like, nope, this isn't what I had for you. It, might, it could be a number of things. It could be not this way, Chris or whoever. Um, or it could be, like, I do have something else in mind for you or another time or something like that. And it, it's something that seems to be always frustrating, even though we know it's it's coming. Um and we, we know what's going to happen, but we still seem to always get upset. And that's not necessarily bad, but when we hold on to that upsetness and that anger, that's not good. Um, especially for not actually trying to hand it over to God and saying like, I'm frustrated and I don't understand why, like, can you walk me through this Lord? Can you, can you answer can you answer this prayer for me? Can you help me understand? And he does. And I feel like I'm saying the thing I'd say at the end, but I'm just going to say it now. Like every, when I look back on it, so many of my decisions at points where I was like, I'm going to do this and this is what God wants. This is what is going to happen. And it hasn't happened at the time I'm upset and I'm frustrated. But then later when I look back on it, I'm like, no, that really wouldn't have been a good fit. That wouldn't have been a good thing. I w- if I got every single thing I prayed for where I was like, this is my plan, like I wouldn't be where I'm at now. I don't know if I'd be doing the podcast. Um, I'd be in a very different situation. I'm incredibly blessed. So time and time again, you'll see like, no, God's plan and God's timing is accurate. But I'm sure Sam has stuff to say as well because I've been monologuing a bit. <laughs> Sam. Yeah, I mean, um, disappointment is something that a lot of us have to deal with uh, when it comes to to just living life, whatever it could be. Um, So often uh, we have a plan and uh, we expect it to go the way we think it's going to go and uh, and it doesn't. Um, And and as you're sort of saying and and pointing towards there, um, even though uh, we might not get the plan that we wanted to go ahead. We know that God works um, all things uh, together for our good. And actually, whatever situation we're in, and we're looking at it, and we're like, "This is not what I planned. Like, this is not the job I wanted to be in, or not the place I wanted to be." Uh, we still have to keep that that faith in God that He will continue uh, and continue to be faithful to us. I mean, the the perfect example. Um, uh, well, perfect example. Some examples from the Bible, I guess. Uh, I guess you'll have a couple as well, Chris. Will be um, Joseph from uh, in in Genesis, at so the beginning of the Bible, uh, who gets uh, as a as a uh, individual gets sent off by his uh, brothers and uh, gets sent off to Egypt. And um, I think it's it's just an incredible story about how uh, even though. Uh, he he was a uh, uh, his favorite, his father's favorite, and there was so much favor on him. He was going to move, going to be blessed by his father, no doubt. It was his favorite, going to get uh, everything that he wanted. Uh, it actually didn't go to plan for him. He ended up going to Egypt, getting locked uh, in jail, and and uh, eventually rose to a position of power. And had he not gone through all of that that trouble, all of that turmoil. 
uh, beforehand, he would have never got to that that place of power and eventually save his brothers and save Israel uh, and the rest of, of, of his people and and ultimately the line which leads to Jesus. Uh, so it really did work for not only his good, but for for uh, the, the Christian community, the Jewish community um, as well. Absolutely, and that's a great example. And I was going to uh, sarcastically say before you gave it, it's like, man, if only there were... There was a book with a lot of examples about how God's timing is better than our own. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, Joseph's a great example. I think of a couple different ones, actually, like Hannah, the mother of Samuel from First Samuel, where she had wanted a child for a while and she was praying and praying for, an, for a child. And then eventually she was like, Lord, if you bless me with a child... Like, he will be yours, essentially. And then she had Samuel, and she gave him to the church. Like, the the church at that time. And Samuel became, the high, I think, the high priest. And he was the advisor to David. Paul is an example, which I'm going to let you cite, because I know you had stuff ready for Paul. But um, I also think of John the Baptist's mother. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm getting her name wrong, Elizabeth. But... Her, like John the Baptist's mother and father, they had been wanting to conceive for ages, and it, they didn't until their old age. And because his father expressed almost disbelief, he was mute for the entire pregnancy. Um, and they were like advanced in age beyond normal childbearing age, even at today's standards in comparison to those standards, because those standards people were a heck of a lot younger. Um, <laughs> Where she was, she was up there in age, and then it was all about God's timing because John paved the way for Jesus. So many people at the time were like, "Is John the guy? Is John the Messiah?" And he's like, "No, no, he's not. No, I'm not. Not no, he's not. No, I'm not." Like he paved the way for Jesus, and it was on God's timing. And yeah. no offense to their off their other offsprings that never were, but. Like, God used their offspring in his time for his glory, and it was yeah. better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we, we so often uh, think that our way is, is the best way as well, when it's so not the case. Uh, I mean, uh, Jonah is being uh, someone, he's a classic example of someone who tried to follow his own way, uh, ended up trying, uh, almost getting a, a ship of... Of people shipwrecked um, because he disobeyed God, um, and eventually he thought he didn't he didn't want to go to the the, the people and evangelize because uh, he was he was either scared of them. But actually, afterwards, even after he evangelized to them and they did repent, um, this was the real reason he didn't want to go was the fact they did actually repent and they were given a second chance by God, um, and ended up that that city uh, turned to God, um, and. It's, it's incredible how sometimes our own human nature can be contrary to that um, of which God wants to do and it can be against God's purposes and plans. And God really has to, you, that's where the, our faith and our trust in God really has to shine through. That even though in our human methods and our human thoughts we think, oh, these people, are, uh, <laughs> in Jonah's case he was like, oh, I don't think these people should have salvation. But actually... Um, God is the, uh, the God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways, and we've always got to got to put 
what he says and what he he asks us to do first and whatever the circumstance looks like and just trust that he is um, higher in, in thinking and in, in ways and that he does know what's best for us. Absolutely. And uh, especially, I think in Jonah's case, it's because they were city of fish slappers. <laughs> Sorry, whenever we bring up Jonah, I always think of the VeggieTales movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just automatically. But yeah, it, it when we let our prejudices get in the way of God's plans and we try to steer it our own way, like, I'm so glad you brought that up. Like, he didn't want to go because he knew God would offer them a chance and he didn't want them to have that chance. So his plan was just to uh, let them rot and then go, like, if I don't go, he can't offer. Well, no, that's that's not how it works. Um, yeah. And then when he gets there and he offers, it's like, okay, I'm going to sit back and watch the destruction because I, I, you're going to do this for me. I know you're going to do this for me because you know this is right because you know these fish slappers, awful people don't deserve anything. Like, And no, like... So much of it in Christian faith, like that example, but also in uh, when I've talked to youth, where it's just yeah. like, when we get tied up in what people deserve, it's weird because we are, like, we are offered a grace and a salvation that we could never earn, that we never deserve. Like, we are working on something that no one deserves. So then yeah. when we feel our, we deserve our plans, it's it's interesting. Um, or when we feel like these other people don't deserve forgiveness or anything like that, we're quick to forget, like we have been offered a saving grace and a salvation that is completely unearned that we could never, ever, 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 ever. I think that was like six evers deserve like, (laughs) sorry for the repetitiveness. It's just for emphasis. Like there is nothing we can do for that salvation or forgiveness. Um, so I don't get why we don't, we're, we're tight about holding on to it. Um, or when we don't get our plans, which we, especially because we get in the idea of we deserve this, I've been a good person, like I can do this, this, and this, and I'd, I'd crush it for the kingdom. Like <laughs> We get we get upset and we feel betrayed and we feel like, well, I deserved this. Why didn't you do it? Um, not to just harp on the deserved piece, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, and it's inter- it's interesting when it's like, I can crush it for the kingdom. Like, nah, you can't do a squat. And I'm saying this to myself right now. Like you, you can't do squat, Chris. Like it's, it's God working through you or Sam, it's God working through you. Like, when we do it all on our own, it's going to fail. Like, it might not immediately, but it's not It's not going to work the way we th- want it to or the way we think we should. It could thrive momentarily if you're doing, like, a ministry or something. But if once you've gone, it's collapsed, then that's not a sign that God was working in that. That was, that was a one-man show. Yeah, totally. And, well, I think there's a couple of points there you made which are really good. Uh, in terms of uh, us being religious about um, dishing out salvation or who we tell about the gospel. I think so. we get so locked up in legalism being like, oh, these people don't look like us or they don't act like us or oh, they're so in sin that they're unsavable or whatever it is. And as you're saying that 
actually our salvation is so undeserved. Everything which we do um, doesn't, uh, in terms of uh, Hebrews 6 talks about uh, dead works, uh, this, this foundation of knowledge about our dead works and that actually anything we're working towards for our salvation um, doesn't count because as soon as you, you violate one law, um, one word of the law, then you've violated all of it. So everyone has broken the law, you know. And uh, as, as Christians, we've got to share that message that actually Christ is the one who fulfilled that law. And what we did in the past when we repent and uh, give our lives to Jesus is actually taken on by him. And I think that's an incredible truth that every single person uh, in in the world and in the community, whatever they look like, whatever they've done in their past, whatever they're doing, need to they need to hear that, you know. Uh, and I think in terms of... Uh, us having different plans as well. Um, so often uh, the enemy tries to tell us to, uh, if, if things aren't going our way, to run away from God. Uh, and that's that's so often the case that, that so many Christians will do. They're like, oh, it's not going my way. Clearly God isn't on my side. Clearly something's not going right there. Or if there's a hard situation, uh, we just ignore God or blame him. And it's uh, the Bible just doesn't tell us to do that. I think the Psalms are a perfect example where David laments to to uh, to God and and just speaks his thoughts and his mind and he speaks out his heart to God. You know, even if he's struggling, he's like, I don't know uh, why this is going this way. My enemies are around me. Um, I am I'm downcast on so many sides. Uh, the classic one was like, Oh, why are you so downcast, my soul? Uh, that 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 condition where he just feels down, but he's actually not running away from God, but bringing it to God. And I think that's an incredible image of what we're meant to do as Christians is, is not to run away from God when the, the, the times get tough or our plans aren't going right. Because ultimately, God is the person who uh, we need to run to because he has the, the best plan for our life if we trust that he uh, is the person who is working for our good, uh, whatever that is. And that, that might not even be in this life, you know. Uh, our, our lives don't end um, when we die. There's an there's a eternity afterwards. Um, and we've got to keep that eternity, that, that heavenly perspective on everything um, and set our eyes on heaven, on, on, on God at all times. I think James uh, writes uh, in his, his, uh, his letter, um, a really, really awesome verse, actually, uh, James 4, verses 13 to 15, where he says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow brings. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. I think it's an incredible uh, image that we're meant to do as Christians is live day by day. And actually, our own plans probably aren't going to go to, to, to what we think they're going to, to happen. You know, They probably won't end up happening as we vision them. Yet we have to just give that over to God and be like, if God wills this to happen, this will happen. You know, And that means when disappointment does come uh, and when it, we do find out that God has a different plan, which happens very often to many of us who who have uh have, have lived in, in in the christian faith for a while um that actually um his his plan is better and we just submit to whatever will that is definitely definitely agreed um and you brought up a lot of good stuff there and while you were speaking i was thinking like 
of so I guess some helpful tips um, <laughs> for what to do when this happens. So if you want to give an example after of what you did um, or of when you've had this, you can. But so a while ago, I applied for a, uh, a job for a company that I had already worked for and it seemed like it was it was going to happen. Everything was pointing towards it was going to happen. The interview went great. Um, I really clicked with the, the people who interviewed me. And it seemed like it was going to go well. Um, we kind of... Uh, now, I'll rephrase. It wasn't a full interview. It was like a pre-interview. Um, but then, the day of the actual scheduled interview... I got a phone call from their boss. Um, I had just left my other job. I was excited to get going to the interview. And they had said um, they there wasn't going to be one. And what had happened was they had hired on some summer students. And they had felt that they needed to put a lot of focus on the summer students. They didn't want to spread themselves thin. Because they wanted to give the summer students a lot of accessibility to them, a lot of training, and also biblical training. So when that happened, like I'll admit, I was devastated because it was a job that I had done before that I loved. And it was one where I was like, I know I'm good at this job. Like I've been applying for jobs in this field for a while and it hasn't happened. And if it's going to happen for any of the places like this, it makes sense that this be it. Um, and it didn't happen, and I was like, I was crushed. Uh, full disclosure, I like cried. I full on cried in the car because I was like, "What the heck?" And at that time, what I was finding helpful is just people encouraging me to be like, "Look, mourn. Uh, like you, you were excited. You had plans. Like let yourself actually be upset. Like so. That's something I'd recommend to people. Also, in that though." Don't try to pretend that you're not ups- don't try to pretend you're not upset when you're talking to God. Like he he can handle it. Express your frustrations. Look at the Psalms and I'm glad you brought them up. So many of them are lamentations. There's a lot of rejoicing, but then there's a lot of sorrow. There's a lot of I don't know why you're letting this happen. Like I don't know why this is going on. All this awful stuff is happening. God can handle that, and he will be in that with you. So don't try to hide your frustration from God. But then also, during your time, as Sam said, submit to the Lord. We, as often as you can, go to his word. But specifically in this time, if you're frustrated about your plans not coming through or going through, look to the word and look at how, even some of the examples we gave with Jonah, with Joseph, with Elizabeth, (laughs) with Paul. Like, look at these examples of how these people had plans, but then how the Lord had better plans for them. Like, look to the word and you can see that example and take comfort in that. Where you don't necessarily know what the plans the Lord has for you are, but he knows what's best and he's going to get you where he needs you. Like what he's going to get you where he needs you. It might not be what you think is, oh, this is my dream job. This is what like this is everything I've ever planned or wanted, but it's going to be what's best. So those are my tips. (laughs) 
No, that's so important. I think uh, the the point about just coming to God with whatever is troubling you and whatever the situation is, whether it's a disappointment, whether it's something you can't make your head around uh, in your life or or something like that. Um, it's so important when we do come to God, we ask, we can ask those questions, you know, we can ask why. I mean, Israel uh, is, is actually means uh, wrestling uh, with God. And uh, he, he, as you said, he can take it. I think there's there's got to be a distinction made um, between uh, wrestling with God and blaming God. And I think uh, as we can so uh, often miss that, actually, we, we aren't, David doesn't blame God uh, in the Psalms when he laments. He, he asks, what is happening? I can't get my head around. But ultimately, we've got to hold on to that truth above all that, that God is a good God. Uh, and he and he we are his children as Christians. Uh, and that actually he is working all things together for our good. And uh, Ephesians where it talks about that he's bringing things all, all things to himself. Uh, when he talks about bringing, uh, that specifically talks about bringing the Jews and the Gentiles together. And actually, we've got to keep our focus on the future that uh, even in this moment, we can't get our head around it. Actually, when Jesus does return, when all things are made new, made new uh, it's going to be an incredible, uh, an incredible time to, to, to just witness how everything will just be reconciled together. Uh, and we'll just be, be able to hold on to that hope now uh, of the future and what's going to happen uh, when Christ returns and I think that's another another good thing uh, another tip actually is just have some perspective on the situation even uh, even though it's going to be it might be so difficult uh, to do but actually it's so important to to remember why we're here on earth um, and and why why we're here why we're being a witness and what is to, to happen in the future as well. So that's my tip for you as well. <laughs> and uh, thank you for that tip and for the clarifier, Sam. Um, dear listener, uh, my full intent was essentially what Sam said. <laughs> um, I was not in any way trying to advocate like blaming God because... No, I, no I, I, think, I think we got that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to make sure. <laughs> just because it's important. To, it is important to ask, It's a, especially yeah. when you don't understand. But... Definitely, and I I think it's a yeah. it is an important point to stress because actually that that um, if we do end up blaming God, you know we, we end up holding resentment resentment and and the enemy can use that as well. So it's it's a good point just to on its own really apart from yours your point actually that when we do go to him where when we do blame him blame him we sort of we question his character we question who he is we question whether he is his working. Uh, for the good of his children um, and we've got to we've got to step back and be like whoa who am I talking to you know <laughs> um, like there's there is an aspect to it it's like yeah he is our father and we can wrestle with him um, but actually at the same time he's an awesome and holy God you know and uh, you don't want to uh, cross him you know there in in Proverbs the, it says at the beginning the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord you know um, not in that order. I think it was the other way. But either way, um, like that idea that actually God, we are to fear God, but at the same time, He's a loving God and He's a just God, um, and we've just got to balance those two. You know, when we come to Him. Yeah. Um, and to go with their wrestling analogy, like you're to, we can wrestle with God, but we're not 
to low blow him. Yeah. <laughs> or or hit him with a chair shot across the back. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> to go to add a pro wrestling spin to this. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, he would crush us. Um <laughs> But like, yeah, no, that's a that's a great point, and like with that, it's like you we we can wrestle with him, but it's not it's not like a shoot, it's not a random thing. Where another tip I'd say is like if you've got a group of friends, like the account an accountability group, a small group, like a church family, be open with people. I don't know about you guys, but I find if I just sit on angry or frustrated feelings like that can and that just festers it can lead to resentment um and resentment especially for god is not a good thing where if you can address it you're not letting that anger take root you're not giving the enemy an in where he just likes to mess up your day your week your life you wa- we want to try to limit his opportunities as much as possible. <laughs> so yeah. be open with be open with God about your anger and your frustration and asking for peace and also for for insight. And it might come later where you might be like, okay, so to go back to my personal example, like at the time I was very, very frustrated, but it was a job where it's a job I've done before, but that also requires a lot of personal fundraising for your salary. And Jill and I weren't established at the church we were at really like we were there, but we weren't really known. So when your salary is dependent on fundraising, like that's, it's good to have a lot of connections and that was also like that's a bit of a financially scary situation because at the time we were both working retail so there's not a certainty where it's another spouse has a full-time job that's that's paying well or you're both in better like a better job than when you're making minimum wage so at the time it would not have been good as much as i wanted it to and just so Everybody knows, like, I, I hold no ill will towards them. Like, at the time, I was upset, and I didn't understand. I've since gone back and, chat like, chat with them. We didn't talk about that, but, heck, we've had some of the... We've had one of them on the podcast, and I got to meet the guys that were there that were in the job that I had applied for, and it seems like they're doing amazing work, and God has who he needs there. So, it's all towards... It's all towards his benefit and his glory. Um, it's all... Not benefit in a human way. It's all towards advancing his kingdom. It's all towards yeah. his, his means. Um, my prayer constantly is that God will use me as a tool, will use One Cross Radio as a tool, and the 2099 One Cross Street site as a tool to advance his kingdom. It's interesting how we like to use tool as an insult, but it's also a very useful thing. <laughs> um so, yeah, it's just allow yourself, again, allow yourself to mourn, surround yourself with others who you can be open with, be open with God, but don't blame God. Don't give the enemy an in. Um, yeah. Sam, any other words of wisdom, my good man? Yeah, I mean, uh, your story about 
you know, struggling with, with you know, accepting the, the job situation um, is, is just like a perfect example where actually, yeah, we can run to God and mourn with God. And uh, I've I had a similar situation, not a similar one, but uh, when it came to uh, last summer, I wasn't sh- not sure uh, what I was uh, going to do afterwards i in my past i wanted to be an investment banker and that that all went to to, to pot <laughs> uh, god had god had completely different plans i mean that's a that's a probably the perfect example where i i went to school and uh, i studied economics politics uh, mathematics um and i ended up uh, i think i probably shared a bit when i shared my testimony but i ended up with uh, anxiety which basically meant I couldn't really stay in a classroom and ended up missing about three to four months of school um, in the last uh, stage of exams just before uh, I would have gone to university Uh, and because of that I didn't get into university to do economics. I wanted to do uh, uh, economics with specialising in like econometrics which was the um, sort of numerical side um, of, of economics and uh, yeah, and use that as a as a stepping uh, stool to get into the investment world. Uh, and I had the whole whole plan uh, laid out in front of me, uh, <laughs> which I was going to follow. And you know, I probably if I had followed it, if I had got the right grades in and passed university and got in, um, yeah, I probably would have been in investment banking. But I can tell you what, my faith would not be in the place it is now. Um, my relationship with God would not be in the place it is now. And I tell you what, I probably wouldn't be. Um, as happy as I am now either and as content um, as as many people know and so many people who are rich tell you being rich really doesn't make you happy uh, and actually the the happiest you can be is is trusting God and being satisfied in him I mean I love um, John Piper uh, he, he calls it Christian hedonism but really it's just enjoying um, the Lord for who he is uh, and being satisfied in him and being glor- and glorifying him in your life. Uh, and that is, you know, the place where when these things come up, if we are satisfied in him, whatever comes up, we can be like, right, God, I'm just going to submit to you. I'm going to give this over to you and trust uh, that you, you know what is best because he knows every situation, every heart. Uh, every moment uh, in everybody's life um, yeah and we just need to trust in him that is a uh, a great uh, a great example and thank you Sam um, <laughs> yeah um, and one other I guess one other thing just because we're talking about plans is it, it's just an example but the other thing to keep in mind with this is also like love life plans as well Um <laughs> And that one, I think, is weirdly the most practical, but also at times the hardest one to do. Um, And I think I'm so thankful that I didn't get what I wanted um, and I didn't get what I planned. Now, let me rephrase that uh, or let me clarify that. Um, My incredible wife, Jill, is beyond my hopes and dreams uh, for what I ever thought I could... uh, uh, what I'd ever have with a spouse. She is amazing. Um, she's incredible. And yeah, like I knew early in our relationship that I I wanted to, uh, get married to her, but she was like, she was so above and beyond, um, what I ever dared to hope out of a relationship. Um, (laughs) and, but I think about in my teens where, and this is in no way any offense to, 
any of the the people that I I had seen, but at those times when you're sure uh, as a you know, as a younger person or whatever, you're like, okay, Lord, I want this, I want this, and I want this forever, and it didn't work out. You get upset, but yeah. we weren't the matches for each other, and they're they're now with other people. They're now married with other people, and that's like that's God's plan. Yeah. For no, exactly. The, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, it's, it's, that example can apply with me as well. So, you know, I think as, as growing up, you're like, oh, I'd really like to go out with them. And I wonder what life would be like if, you know, we we got together or whatever and got married. Um, but actually, yeah, God has the perfect person um, in mind for us. Or um, if he's called us to singleness, um, he's he's got that planned as well. And actually... Um, singleness uh, isn't uh, if you are single uh, actually uh, there's there's such a satisfied um, place you can be with God uh, being single I mean Paul elevates uh, being single himself elevates uh, singleness um, uh, because it's as, as being a single person uh, you can uh, do things for God which you couldn't if you had a responsibility of uh, having a wife or eventually if you have kids or whatever you've got to look after them uh, you know the bible tells us to look after our family uh, and it, and to, to look after them well and to love them and and because of that it doesn't uh, mean you can't serve god but it means that you're limited in the scope which you can do uh, and actually being single there's such a satisfied uh, thing you, uh, sort of relationship you can get from god and where where they're sort of being a they're being a, like a relationship uh, is lacking actually god makes up for it um i can think of perfect examples here in the uk an incredible um pastor who ran uh, a a youth conference called soul survivor uh called mike pilavachi uh, always talks on it and he says he's he's been a single man all of his life and actually he's lived uh, the fullest life that he ever could have as well um but uh, equally it's just trusting in god and trusting that the plan that he has for us is the thing uh, which is is best for us and which will uh, most glorify him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing that, Sam. And uh, dear listener, again, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to slam anybody. Um, yeah, no, it was just God's plan is the best, and he uh, he had Jill in mind for me, and she is amazing and above and beyond anything. I could have ever hoped for. She is, she is amazing. Um, and I'm so thrilled that you mentioned the, the single thing. This is a side tangent, but I'm going to go on it. Like Paul emphasized, like Paul for himself emphasized singleness, the most fully realized, fully lived human being ever was Jesus. And he was single. I don't think that was an accident. Uh, and that's not to say anything negative about marriage. I love it. And if that's something you want and that's something God had pl- has plans for you, praise God, enjoy that blessing, and f- live to glorify him within that the best you can. That being said, there's a lot of great things that singles can do for the Lord. As Sam cited... You can go. You can go and serve the Lord in numerous ways. Like, say you get the, you get the call, the, the desire and the opportunity to go serve on missions. Go do something for a year. 
leave. Yes, you'll, you'll be leaving friends and family and that will be hard. But it's not like I've got to make sure my, my wife or my husband is on board with this. What are we going to do about the kids? What are we going to do about their schooling? What are we going to do about... There are couples with... There are married couples and cu- and people with children who can do that and can be missionaries and praise God for that. But the single person, ha- it, it can be easier. The Lord can use them in many different ways. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I'm glad uh, Pastor Steve, who's on here, has preached about and mentioned mentioned the great things that singles can do for so long i think the the church had such an emphasis on family ministries on marriage on marriage stuff not that any of these are in and of themselves bad things but there wasn't much of a positive emphasis on like a singles ministry or the great things that the lord can use the single person can do it was all it and it's it's a very cultural thing as well where you go see your family after coming home from school. Who are you seeing? Like, if you're a man or a woman, like, oh, what what men are in your life? Or what women are in your life? Or when are you going to get married? Or once you get married, like, six months down the line. Oh, when are you guys going to have kids? Like, there's so much stuff where the Lord can use, the Lord can and does use married couples. They can't, and he can and does use single people. And I'm just really happy you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's, it is a really, really um, important point just to, to stress, really, I think, with that, because uh, actually that, that call to singleness is, a, it's, it's called a gift, people call it a gift of singleness, you know, as well, because uh, although people, as you said, there's that expectation in churches, there has been in the past that, oh, you go, you get married, and that's the thing you do, but actually sometimes God calls us uh, to be different and as Christians we're, we're meant to be different uh, and sometimes that means that we we do um, just be be single you know and uh, we do serve God in that um, and we're available for so many more things or um, in a Christian's life that can be manifested in so many different ways as uh, being just being radical for the gospel and the way we live and whatever way that is but yeah uh, thanks for explaining that Chris that was really awesome well, thank you for that. And uh, dear listener, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that you can find the tips here. I hope you find it useful. I hope this pointed you towards the Lord. And anytime you're going through a season of frustration, especially if it's at your plans not panning out, um, turn to God, hand it over to him, hand over your frustration and at times there's the image of, okay, I, that's a one-time thing, like I hand it over and then I'm good. That's not always the case. Some people can, and praise God for that, but other times it might be a continual process <laughs> where it's at that time you ha- like you're in, you're having a focus prayer time and you hand it over to the Lord and then you're, you feel lightened. But something could happen later that week where it's, it's still a wound and the enemy is deciding to try to be a jerk and mess with you. <laughs> like, keep handing it to God. Um, I was just reading this morning, and I wish I wrote down the scripture. But it was, what he's saying, come to me all who are heavy and burdened. Like, that's talking about physical rest and spiritual rest. Yeah. Do that. That's something I need to do more, and I'm starting to do more. Um, and it's just constantly remind yourself like 
the Lord, uh, like the Lord will have me where he would have me be. Um, and at times that takes a while and that's learning. That's a, I think that's a constant thing for us learning to adjust to God's time. And we're very much, especially in the Western world, like go, 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 go. Especially where it's like, oh, we can get prime. We can get in two days instead of five. Um, I can apply to a job online and I can hear back soon. Like it's, it takes some time. Uh, or I'm just going to throw a pot shot in against the show. I think is stupid. Um, <laughs> 90 day fiance where it's like, look, if <laughs> I've, I've met couples in, in the church who got married after three months, got married on their six month anniversary, but that was God's plan for them. It worked. They're happily married. Other people, nah, you need some time. You need to get to know each other a bit, a bit more. Um, Sam, any final words? Yeah, I just love that scripture. I actually uh, found in Matthew 11, uh, verse 28 to 30. Uh, it's so so awesome. I love that. Uh, it's, uh, Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I love that, uh, that, that scripture which just talks about, you know, putting our... our disappointments putting our hopes and dreams giving them to God and and trusting him with them and as uh, and actually being able to trust him and follow him wherever he calls us and trusting that actually he has uh he has life you know he he, he is the uh, the stream of living water the spring of living water uh, which we can just go to and and he does give us an incredible life when we following him, follow him and an exciting life and such a hope to hold on to and yeah to any listeners who are dealing with disappointment uh, or or had plans uh, in the past uh, which just haven't come to fruition um actually to to just keep on giving that to god and be like god actually to, to handle them lightly you know and to just give them over to god and take on his burden you know if it's if it's something which is really weighing you down the a plan which uh, you just wanted to go and um, to happen um, and that's really weighing heavy on you give it to god you know because because his yoke is so much easier to carry you know his burden is so much lighter than, than the ones we carry so yeah thank you for saying that sam and dear listener i again hope this was helpful i i pray it's useful and i hope you enjoyed the conversation um, <laughs> and yeah you guys are awesome thank you for supporting one cross radio uh and we're coming up on a year almost of doing one cross radio um which is exciting and yeah no (laughs) and it has been uh more successful than i i ever hoped um and a point you you dream of like big dreams and all that but i have no doubt uh and i have no doubt that god is using this and i pray that i pray that he is and i pray that he's speaking to you through this uh dear listener so thank you for listening, Sam. As always, thank you for joining. You are awesome, and your lady is a lucky gal. Uh, <laughs> and we hope you have a safe trip because uh, you're going on vacation for a week soon. Um, and I look forward to having you back on here, man. Cheers. Thank you. It's uh, always a pleasure. Awesome. And dear listener, thank you for listening. I feel like I've said this a bunch. <laughs> so on that note, I hope you all have a great day. Take care, and God bless, my friends. Peace.